We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It is December 15th, 2019, and we have four basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. And it's the 10th, not the 15th. I totally wrote that down wrong, but I was thinking 15 days till Christmas, and I wrote down the 15th. So it is December 10th, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Blender, Jordan Cooper. How are you doing, my friend? Can we can we break down the fifteenth slate? Can what, what who's on that slate? Can we do that with that salary? We could. We could. <laughs> oh, see, this is all you have to do. Just cut out this part. Put me on. Introduce me, and then it's uh, since we don't know the salaries or anything, it's just play whoever you want. Yeah, it's right up your alley, and it's like a it's a six game slate on that on Sunday, so it's like it's perfect. Right, it's during football. I'm not playing it anyway. So, I mean, if, if this if this was my show, it would be like, hey, I'm Jordan Cooper. Welcome to the morning grind. Play whatever you want. Here's the sponsor, and then get out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's not how it's going to work. We're going to break down this awesome four-game slate. And by awesome, I actually think this slate's really interesting. I think there's a lot of different ways. I think we're going to have some really interesting chalk plays. So, um, by awesome, I actually mean that I for a four-game slate, I think it's a pretty good slate. So, uh, if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. If you guys appreciate this podcast free each and every day, make sure you head on over there. Give them some love. They have a $175,000 Hooters main event for football this weekend and a $10,000 pick and roll contest for tonight's NBA slate. So check them out. The only rake-free DFS site out there. You're going to – I keep saying it. If you pay for – the $6 membership, um, you're going to pay for that in your first $100 of play. So make sure you're checking them out over there on Fantasy Draft. And um, like I said, give them some love. All right, Jordan, we got four games. We start with probably the best game on the slate. Uh, we got Washington at Charlotte. It's a 234 total. Washington's favored by one. Thomas Bryant is still out. McCray is out. CJ Miles is out. And Isaiah Thomas is out. And then on the Charlotte side of things, Marvin Williams is doubtful. This game has a massive total. We get two teams that play fast that don't play defense. Um, this game is is just one of those games. I know 
you like the projections and you're all you're all about that, but I, I could see four to six guys from this game on every lineup I build. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I know that the night before the, there's no projections, but I mean, I, I can estimate this is what I did before projections. So, I mean, I can go, okay, this guy's underpriced or whatever. Uh, out of these four games, uh, the two the two earlier ones, I mean, well, there's, a, well, there's two at the same time. But I think like Washington, Charlotte, and Atlanta, Miami are going to be like the chalk games. And then Denver, Philadelphia, and New York, Portland are going to be like, that's the GPB games to go to. But uh, Washington on the Washington side, like, like they don't have anyone. Like, what the Wizards games? When I I I, I don't watch the games. I, I follow them on the play by play. For the past couple of games, like two minutes to, in the first quarter, like the, so, someone will check in and I'll go. Is that a computer generated player? Who is that? <laughs> I've never heard of that guy. So they're they're bringing up people from the G League just to just to even have like a nine man rotation. So you you you've been seeing that they've been just riding like the actual NBA quality players. Uh, the most amount of minutes. So, I mean, I think in, like, in cash games on DraftKings uh, and on FanDuel, like, well, you'll see on this slate that the FanDuel pricing is actually softer than the DraftKings pricing. But, I mean, you could play – I mean, like, you could literally play everyone on, on – whoever one that plays is viable on the Wizards. I think you start with – like, they still haven't priced up Ish, Ish Smith enough at 45 5200 I mean, he has to play 30-plus minutes. Uh, I mean, really, the most efficiently priced player is Beal at 9,300, but everyone else, you could play Mo Wagner, Rui Hachimura, Davis Bertans. You could get – I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of Troy Brown. I mean, I'd rather – like, if I had to rank these guys, I'd start with Ish, then I'd play uh, Bertans and Hachimura, and then Wagner, and then like then Beal is like raw points Beal. Like I, I don't need Beal, but I mean that's perfectly fine. And then like if you want to get weird, Troy Brown, sure, but I mean he's very scoring dependent, so he's gonna need. I mean you need, he's five thousand now in DraftKings. He's not like three K price. Uh, Mahimi is gonna get maybe eight minutes, so I don't even I don't even care about him. Uh, Bongo probably get eighteen or something. Uh, I mean, they have enough people in the rotation that they, they don't need to play him a lot. I think the most interesting person is uh, is Chioza because, I mean, they're back. Basically, they've, they have no one in the backcourt. I mean, like, at least with Mahimi, with Bonga, they got guys of some size. And Charlotte plays, you know, tends to play small as it is. You know, they'll play P.J. Washington at the five or something. So, like, I don't think they necessarily need the size. But if, like, if Ish Smith gets into foul trouble or whatever, if they want to run a three-guard lineup, I mean, it has to be with someone like Joseph because McRae's out and Miles is out. So, I mean, I wouldn't go to, like, a guy like Robinson or Schofield or, the, like, the G League guys, but I could see a contrarian lineup where you fade Ish Smith and you play Chioza, but I think in catch, you're, you're, you're probably playing four Wizards. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, depending on the value that we have today, you're probably going to decide, like, is it going to be Bradley Beal? Um, or is it going to be Jimmy Butler? Is it going to be both? Um, you know, I, I think those are your, your top two ish plays on the slate. Um, but yeah, everything you said, you know, I, I think Ish Smith is a lock and load play at 5,200 in this matchup. Um, both of these teams rank in the bottom five in defensive efficiency. So, uh, really love this spot for Washington, but you want to talk about another team that is just amazing here is Charlotte. It's a massive pace up spot against the worst defensive team in the league. So I think you can 
play, you know, Devontae Graham at six at 8,400. Uh, he's a guy that I think has 50 plus point upside in this matchup. And, you know, Rogier, I don't know if I'd play those guys together. Um, and then I think PJ Washington is really interesting here with Marvin Williams doubtful. PJ Washington's probable. His ankle seems to be fine. And I think he's another guy that has 40 plus point upside in this matchup. Right. I think based on your construction. So, like, let's say you're building a GPP lineup where you still want to play the chalky Wizards guys. Uh, I think the best move would be to fade Beal and you play one of Graham or Rogier because at least it's just like it's the same. It's a guard spot. And you, if you're going to pay up 8400 like, I don't, I just, I don't think you're going to play Graham and then Beal and then what, where are you finding the value? Because then you're going to end up on chalk as it is. So, I really think that, like, if you're going to, like, quote, stack the game – and play like three Wizards and then one Charlotte. I mean, I think Graham or Rogier. I mean, 8,400 for Graham is a lot, but I mean, he's, 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 he is 50-plus point upside, we've seen. Uh, I think the more, more interesting play would be Miles Bridges. I mean, he's been like kind of splitting time with Batum, so I, could, I, I would group those two guys out. Don't play them both together in the same lineup. Or someone like Malik Monk. Like, I could, I could see a situation where the second unit for, for the Hornets – they're, they're the ones that, that, that do well. I mean, the whole team does well. But the second unit guys are the ones that are priced at, like, you know, 3000 4000 I mean, like playing playing a Dwayne Bacon or something off the bench. I mean, it's a four-game slate. you got to get a little weird. I mean, in big field GPTs. But, I mean, you can obviously take a shot on Zeller. Beyond, like, typically, I don't mess with the front court for, uh, for Charlotte because you never know what their rotation is going to be. If they're going to go small, be more P.J. Washington. I mean, with Williams gone, if he's not going to play, I mean, Washington is going to get those small ball minutes. But, I mean, you never know. They could play Biombo or Zeller against Wagner or something like that. So, like, if you want to take shots on those guys, uh, sure. But I don't consider them to be core plays. Yeah, you know, if Marvin Williams doesn't play, that opens up anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes. Charlotte's minutes are always interesting. Um, They either play – Big or small, I think this is a game that really could go small. I think Nicholas Batum is another guy that we need to throw out there. Um, he hurt his hand in that Phoenix game. Came back the next or two nights after that, played 25 minutes against Golden State, played 33 against Brooklyn last time out. If he's going to get 30 minutes at 3,700, I think he's another guy that could potentially pop in projection models today. Um, you know, just 30 minutes against Washington – I'll take just about anybody that's going to be, you know, playing 30 minutes against Washington under 4K. So I think Nicholas Batum is another guy that you potentially look at here. He hits a few extra shots. You know, we're looking at 25 to 30 fantasy points. Right. Really, the the Hornets are efficiently – I think they're efficiently priced, but they all have ceilings. The main problem with the Hornets is that it's, it's, not, a ma- it's not a matter of, like, usage. It's a matter of minutes. Their rotation could swing wildly. You know, when Graham plays 38 and Rozier plays 29, I mean, they could play a lot of Malik Monk. I mean, they, they have, like, very variant rotations. So, for, for like, cash games, like, I'm, I'm, they're not necessarily the best targets to me. But I think, you know, if we're going to have a four-game slate where the Wizards are chalk and the, and we got some Charlotte guys that are under 10% owned, under 15% owned on a, on a, on a four-game slate, like, if you're going to play the Wizards, like, run it back. It's a four-game slate. But it's Coral in it. Yep. Uh, let's move on here to Atlanta at Miami. No total in this one. Waiting on a little bit of injury news here. Um, John Collins is still out for Atlanta. I just wanted to continue to mention that. But really why we don't have a line here is because Bam is questionable. Uh, Waiters is questionable as well. Gordon Drogic and Justice Winslow are already ruled out for this game. Let's start with the Atlanta side. 
you know, we, we talk about it all the time. Trey Young, his usage is absolutely insane right now. Um, you know, I think he's always a guy that you're potentially looking at. It's not the best matchup in the world here, but he is going to get potentially Jimmy Butler defense. So, you know, you have to, you know, consider that as well. But you look at the last five games, 32 and a half, 39.4, 40, 34.5, 34 and 40% usage rates in those last five games. Like, you know, Trey Young, you know, always a guy that you could play even in a tough matchup because his ceiling is just massive right now. Yeah, actually, the more interesting injury on the slate that I, I, I want to know about is Alex Len. I know he's, he has a Q-town. Uh, but because their front court rotation typically involves three centers. Typically, they play like Fernando, some, they play Jones, and they play Len. But if Len's gone, and even if it's 12 minutes that frees up, I don't think people are noticing that Damian Jones – like, he can put up 30-plus points, especially if a team that, you know, they, they need a center there. So at 4,700 on DraftKings, maybe you don't play on FanDuel where you can only play one center. But, like, if you're going to play – it's one of those things. You're going to play a bunch of Miami guys, uh, and especially if Adebayo is out and, like, Olenek is available. Like, he's powerful and eligible. So you could even – I mean, you don't even have to use a center spot. So, like – like, the guys that I'm targeting here are less the backcourt players. Like, their entire backcourt is healthy. They got all these wings that are healthy. You got Reddish, Hunter, Hurter, Bembry, Turner, Crab, Vince Carter's thrown in at small forward, power forward. Wallace is there. Like, if you want to take shots, okay, feel free. But I think the minutes are going to be spread out fairly well amongst them. I think uh, on FanDuel, Reddish is, is underpriced. So you could use him as a punt option there. But I mean, the the, the I'm, I'm looking at the main people. Trey Young, I don't think you play him in cash at ten four in DraftKings, but perfectly fine for GPPs. I think you can play. I know Parker's high variance, but uh, I mean, sixty two hundred is a fair price for him. And then I don't know if people are going to play Damian Jones. I think uh, uh, you know for forty seven hundred, I'm looking on four game slates. Like, where can I find like a guy that could possibly get twenty five plus minutes that is going to be like ten percent owned possibly and like. If I'm playing three Miami players in a lineup, because that's pot, that when, when we get to Miami, you could do that. If no one's going to play these runbacks, I'll play them. I mean, that's like a, just a core coral of strategy for GPPs. Yeah. Um, I, I, honestly, I don't hate that. Um, you know, I, I think Parker's a little interesting here if Bam doesn't play. Um, you know, could get some extra rebounds and stuff. So, you know, just going to have to – kind of pay attention to the Miami news here and see how it falls because if Bam sits, it obviously takes away one of their better defensive guys. His defensive, you know, rating I think is still in the top 10 as far as centers go. So um, outside of that, like you said, Jones is interesting at 4,700. If Lynn is just even, you know, it's flu-like symptoms just because he's probable on, on the night before doesn't mean that like he wakes up and he's not feeling like crap, but if we're expecting Butler to kind of guard um, Trey Young, you know, Reddish and, and those guys become a little bit more interesting. Um, so on the Miami side of things, I think this is where you're going to see quite a bit of chalk. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's probably good chalk. You know, there's a difference between good and bad chalk. Like Tyler Hero with these guys out with Winslow and Dragic out already, he's going to play 35-plus minutes in this game um, against Atlanta. Yeah, the, the prices for the Heat are much better on FanDuel than they are on DraftKings. I think they're great on DraftKings also. It's one of those things where, like, I think I'm going to play them on DraftKings, and then, then I, I was making my, my dummy lineup on FanDuel, and I'm like, okay, let's, let's see how much these Heat get. And they're cheaper. 
And one of the fundamental concepts that people don't get when we say that they're better priced on one site is because like FanDuel has a $60,000 salary cap. So like the prices should be like 16% apart. So like Hero, if he's 59 on DraftKings, should really be like more like 6,800 on FanDuel and he's actually 5,400. So like you're going to get much heated, much more chalky on FanDuel. But I think Hero, I think none at 5,400. Uh, are, are, are going to be kind of core plays. They're going to pop in projections. Uh, if Bam doesn't play, Olenek is going to be 4,100. You're going to have to play him. Uh, I mean, Miles Leonard is Miles Leonard, but, I mean, the front court rotation is going to be thin. I, I mean, you could, you could take a shot. If Adebayo is out, taking a shot on Chris Silva at 3,000, that's a large field GPP play because they'll be thin on the front court. And then you got Butler, which is like the raw points play. I could compare Butler just to Beal where – He's not a priority, but like if you you may have a build where you have like nine to a thousand or so, and you're going, do I want to play Butler or Beal? And uh, in my opinion, uh, flip a coin. I think it. I don't. I don't. I think they're both going to project fairly close to another. Uh, I think the more interesting thing is like what happens if Adebayo plays because I think he's efficiently priced at eighty two hundred, but Atlanta's front court sucks. So like, Bam could have a sixty point game this game and i i just don't think based on the construction you're going to be using him he's not going to be in a chalky construction so he may actually come become under owned he'll be owned i mean i'm not saying he'll be very low owned but i think if you use bam in your construction that means you're not playing butler and you're not playing beal which makes your lineup contrarian as it is so think in terms of that if he happens to to play because if he doesn't then i mean uh, I'm assuming if he doesn't play, like Kelly Olynyk becomes like one of the top plays of the slate. Yeah, you know, obviously Olynyk would be interesting. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. has played at least 26 minutes in back-to-back games with some of these guys out. He is always a guy that can go for five fantasy points or 25. Myers Leonard would be a guy that'd be really interesting if we get news that Bam's going to sit. He could be a guy that kind of slides into about 20 to 25 minutes, and he's a guy that could be point per dollar so or point per minute. So at 3,100, Miles Myers Leonard would be another guy that I'd be looking at. But I agree with you. I think Jimmy Butler obviously is one of the highest raw point plays on the slate. And I think Hero, you know, none. These guys have upside. You know, even Duncan Robinson, if he gets hot from three-point line, you know, he's a guy that obviously you're going to need him to score because he doesn't do much else. But – it's a four-game slate. You can't really be too picky here. Um, we move on to the next two games where I think we're going to get a lot lower ownership. You kind of said that at the beginning. Denver at Philly, 206.5 total here. Philly's favored by 3.5. The only injury news that we have going on here is Josh Richardson is potentially going to be back. He's questionable. Um, let's start with Denver. Uh, what do you like here for Denver? I don't like the fact that they're running like a 12-man rotation, it seems like. When did Juancho Hernan Gomez get back in the rotation? When did I miss that? Yeah, I mean the the, the problem. I mean the the, 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 yeah, the the problem with the the Nuggets is that like you play you, what you do you play like a Jokic or a Murray, and then you like you wonder in the second quarter when they're ever going to get back in the game. Like you're sitting there, it's five minutes to go. It's four and a half minutes. Like when is Plumlee getting out of this game? When when is when is Monty Morris getting? Out? I mean like. Like, sometimes they get played more, but I'm more inclined to play the Nuggets guys, like, if I'm playing, like, Sixers with them. But, like, like Millsap's minutes, I mean, I'm, I'm going to pull that up right here. 
I mean, his minutes, he was playing like 30 minutes, and now he's playing like 21 minutes a game. And, yeah, I guess he could get there at 4,800, but – or just like Will Barton. I just I just look at the, the minutes, and it's, it's – we're not even talking about blowouts. I mean, I'm discounting the blowouts. I mean, Bart, Barton's going from 30, 32 minutes to down to 28. Millsap's minutes are gone, like – Really, even Murray is another guy. Like, his minutes are kind of all over the place. Um, I don't hate Jokic here just because I think he's going to be really low-owned, and he does have a ceiling every once in a blue moon. Friends don't let friends play Jokic, but I I do think Jokic is a little interesting here just because he's going to be low-owned, and he's a guy that can triple-double as a big man. So, um, yeah, I don't ever like playing Jokic, but you know, go. Let's go over to the Philly side. They're a little bit more interesting here. Not much. Like this is, you know, my least favorite game. I think it's everybody's least favorite game on this slate. But you know, you have pieces in this in this matchup with Philly that have massive amount of upside. Uh, what do you like here for the 76ers? Well, I mean, I think uh, Embiid is going to get low ownership. I mean, let me. He'll be owned, but I mean, lower than he should. See, I think all these guys. I mean, all these guys have a ceiling. The problem is, is that the Nuggets play slow, the Sixers play slow. It's a low total. Like the ball can spread around. I mean, if Richardson's back, I mean, you just—it's hard to play any of the cheaper guys, Corkmaz, Ennis, Scott, all those types of things. But I mean, I mean, for raw points, I mean, they're fine. I think on Fanduel, you're more likely to use like a Toby Harris at a at a thin small forward position, and not because he has a good price at seventy six hundred, because you just look at the small forward and go, who the hell else am I going to play? and you just need raw points. But, I mean, the ownership on these guys on DraftKings is going to be, I mean, we're going to get 12%, that type of thing. And I, I just think that, that the highest ceiling matchup, the highest ceiling guys would be Embiid and Simmons. Yeah, we've seen a little bit of an increase for Tobias Harris as far as, you know, usage goes recently. So his minutes have been up. He's had some good matchups too, but you know, you look at the shot attempts over the last four games, 22, 10, 28, and 23. So I think Tobias Harris is definitely kind of interesting here. You know, like I said, just more along the lines of just look at his usage and look at the shot attempts for Tobias. But Outside of that, outside of just playing these guys for pure low ownership, this game has a 206.5 total. It doesn't feature any team. Either of these teams are fast-paced. They both play pretty solid defense. Like, Denver's second, Philly's fourth. Two good defensive teams. Like, good basketball game, but um, not a great fantasy game here. So, we're going to move on to the last one here. We got New York at Portland, 218.5 total here. Portland's favored by 9.5. Bullock, Allen, and Ellington are still out for New York. Collins and Hood are out for Portland. Uh, let's get started here with the Knicks. What do you like here for New York? It's New York. It's the Knicks. What, what can I like? I don't – I, I <laughs> all, have all to play some guys. Too. <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone's, everyone's healthy. They got a new coach. So, Fizdale's gone. Uh, that doesn't mean anything. They're still a bad team. <laughs> uh, the, the, only, the only two players that, that are on, like – on a core play type of radar, like would be, make a cash lineup, would be, I think, the only two players. Well, okay, I have to throw in a third one, I guess. Uh, but I'm probably using a, a, a shooting guard spot anyway, so I probably don't need him. Uh, if they're going to play Randall 33-plus minutes and consistently, 6400 a great price for him on DraftKings. 7300 on FanDuel, okay, that's a little bit more efficient. But, like, if they're going to play Marcus Morris 33-plus minutes – Consistently, I don't have to worry about it. Fifty-three hundred 
is underpriced. So looking at those two, and same thing, you could say the same thing for Barrett. But, I mean, all the guards are healthy now, so, like, he doesn't have to play 33-plus minutes, but he's the most likely out of the bunch. Uh, but then outside of that, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Who knows? what I mean, they had Nicolina and Smith and, and Peyton's back, and you never know when Kevin Knox is going to get that 37-minute game out of nowhere. But I know it's a new coach, so I think that, it, that if you look at the past two games – that, you know, he's trying to stabilize things, at least, like, in the rotation. So, like, I'm not I'm not all that concerned that I think I could play Randall at 6,400 on DraftKings, and I think I could play him in my cash line. Yeah, I like the fact that we're potentially going to see more Robinson and more Randall um, with the new coach. Uh, I agree with you on that. I, I think Elf Payton is really interesting at 4,200. I, I think that maybe we see him play 20 to 22 minutes in this game, but his usage, you know, 32% and 25% in the two games that he's been back in 17 and 11 minutes. Like they said that Frankie Nick, Nick Lakina is probably still going to start, but Elf is still going to be, I, I like him more coming off the bench. That's even more usage without Barrett, without Randall and those guys. So, He's a guy that could go for 30 fantasy points in 20 minutes. Um, he went for 30 fantasy points in 17 minutes against the Pacers last time out. So I don't mind Elf Payton, four-game slate, take a shot. Um, but yeah, I'll I mean, I, mean I, I almost like – I agree with you, like, but I like it for a different reason. I think that on a four-game slate with these prices, like the cheap guards over here, whoever starts is going to get more ownership. But it's quite possible that whoever comes off the bench gets actually gets more minutes. So, like, if Peyton starts, I think his ownership doubles. But if Peyton doesn't, because everyone saw what he did last game coming off the bench and gets scored all those points in, like, 17 minutes. So, if he starts, people are going to be like, oh, I got to play $4,200 Peyton and jam him in my lineup with the Wizards and the Heat and everyone. So, like, if, if Nick Telekina, whatever, I can never pronounce his name right. Nick Lakina. That's one Nick of the Lakina, names that I whatever. actually get right. <laughs> it's French. Why doesn't it how, – how come it doesn't pronounce, like, a French name or anything? I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm more inclined in GPP to play the guy that's not starting because I think I could, get, I could get that guy for under 10% owned and on a four-game slate. Anyone that comes in at single-digit owned, I'm happy to have. Plus, none of us want to play Nick Lakina anyway, so – let, let him keep starting and let us get Peyton at much lower ownership. And then as far as Portland goes, I think one of the chalkier plays here is probably going to be Baysmore. Uh, played 36 minutes last time out against the Thunder. We kind of expect that. I love Portland. We, we kind of know what their rotations are going to be. Melo's going to play 30-plus. Lillard's going to play 30-plus. 30, 30 McCollum's going to play 30-plus. Rodney Hood's out now, so Kent Bazemore is going to play 30-plus. Like, they're one of the easier teams to kind of figure out their rotations as far as minutes. Right, and then you have Carmelo Anthony. Against New York. Revenge. Yeah, right, revenge. Is that a, is that a revenge game? I don't know. I just it, it sounds fun, right? Right, but, I mean, I mean you, you, you could play him. I, I typically prefer not to play him. But, I mean, he's been playing, like, the past two games, he's been playing 35 minutes. But, I mean, his last game, he was four for 18. Uh, but he had three steals. Uh, I'm actually more interested in, in, in Carmelo because I just think in the context of the slate that he's, that no one's going to want to play him. I think people are going to play ba- – I think people are going to play Baysmore. I think people are going to play – if they play like Knicks, they'll play Lillard. They'll play maybe even Whiteside or something like that at 8,000. I just think people are not going to have like a, a small forward, power forward spot, and go like I'd rather play Anthony over Baysmore. So, 
Like I know it's Carmelo, and I know he's fifty six hundred on DraftKings, but like you like if I'm going to look at ownership projection, Jamino's hamster wheel spins around, and I see Carmelo Anthony at eight percent. Like if he's going to take eighteen shots, maybe this is the day that he hits twelve of them. Yeah, I don't mind that. I, I really like CJ McCollum in this spot too. Um, you know, Portland is a team that will check McCollum out after like in that seven minute range in the first and bring him back and let him run the second unit. Um, so he gets a lot of usage with the second unit and the second unit's hurt now. Like Bazemore was one of the high usage guys on the second unit. So he's playing with like Scalabissier and, you know, Hazonia and, and Simmons, like Simmons usage last game was like 10%. So like CJ McCollum is probably going to get 20 plus shots on a, on a four game slate here. And, Again, he's another guy that is more very scoring dependent, but we could see him pick up a few extra rebounds here with the second unit being so small too. So um, do not hate CJ McCollum. And, and Dame is always in consideration. Uh, you know, we kind of skimmed over him, but like Dame's always in consideration as a top play on the slate. Right. I mean, we're, we're mentioning guys like Lillard and Beal and Butler. It's like they're, they're, they're fine, but they're, but they're efficiently priced. Like, that's the last – like, those are the guys to where it's the last five in your lineup and you need raw points and you take them. I don't think you start with those guys. You start with the value first and then you're going to fill – you're probably going to fill uh, a guard spot with either Lillard, Butler, or Beal on this slate. Regardless of – I mean, take a look. I mean, they, we would, the highest-priced players is Embiid at 95. We don't have a, a 10K person on the slate and we're going to have enough value with all the, the, the guys out in all these games – that uh, I think building a lineup, you're going you're gonna to build lineups that you like. You're going to be like, oh, okay, that's, here, here's, here's the hint. If you're playing a large field GPP and you like your lineup, you go, oh, okay, this is a solid lineup. It's probably too choppy. So, like, <laughs> throw in that Carmelo. Throw in – you got to throw – right, but that's the point. Like, if, you, if you're like, oh, okay, I can count on Jabari Parker for 40 points and then I can count on – I'm going to take a shot. I have 3K left. Here's Gary Trent Jr. Like, that's a GPP lineup. If you're looking at Gary Trent Jr. going, I hope he could give me six points, you have a different lineup. <laughs> All right, let's play the morning grind game and get out of here. I hear my baby crying. So um, favorite play under 5K to 7X, who do you got? Okay, I never, I never do research before on the, these games. To 7X under I, I can make a conditional one if Bam is out, Kelly Olynyk. But I mean, I could say that even if he's not out. So I'm going to go with Kelly O. Kelly O. Never hate Kelly O. I'm going to go Nicholas Batum. We talked about him when we were talking about that game. I think his minutes are going to be up in 3,700. I think he can get 7x there. Um, over 8k to under 5x. Who's your bust up towards the top today? I can't take your guy. So because uh, I know I who your guy. We'll, no- well, the same guy today. Oh, really? You're not going to take Jokic? No, that wasn't my pick today. Oh, then I'll take him for you. There you go. Friends don't let friends play Jokic. Um, I'm actually going to take Trey Young today. Um, I, I think that if he does end up getting Jimmy Butler defense, this could be a bad game for him. And, you know, we see like a Jabari Parker or somebody have a big game. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that out there that Trey Young has a bad one here today. Uh, favorite 6X play on the slate, who do you got? Favorite 6X play? Ooh. Let's see. I'm gonna against Charlotte. I'm gonna have to go with Smith. Yeah, that's who I was gonna take too. I think that that's the right answer here. Like, I, I think he's one of the safer plays on the slate. 
Um, I'm going to go here with Tyler Hero um, going up against Atlanta. I think he has a good game here. I, I know he's more scoring dependent, but yeah, I think this is a really interesting spot uh, for him. I was going to say P.J. Washington, but I want to make sure Marvin Williams is out before I start saying 6X on Washington. So um, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Um, I'm, it, it's Is Damian Jones weird enough? Sure. Okay, then there you go. Sight. Okay, there you go, Damian Jones. Like mine's Elf Payton. I, I okay, like yeah, he, that's because that's not really that weird, right? Okay. It's a four gamer. You know, we're not going to have these like three percent owned guys. Um, right. I mean, I, I don't have to say like Shake Milton or anyone. You know, like that type of people. <laughs> um, game selection question. Just give me a tournament that you're looking at that um, stands out to you for um, whichever site you'd like. Okay, I know, I know a lot of times this question comes up and it's like I play the same contest all the time. So I wanted to give a tip, a kind of little, little uh, an FYI for, for this. Uh, playing head-to-heads uh, are better than double-ups when it comes to variance. Because like if you play double-ups, you either typically, let's say I'm going to play 20 double-ups, typically you win them all or lose them all. Typically you're never like on the bubble with all of them. I mean, you're like, you know, double up, but you're going to lose them all. And head-to-heads, a lot of times, you're playing the same exact people in the double up anyway, but at least in the head-to-heads, if you play 20 different people, if you beat, maybe it's the one of the things that everyone that you're playing is at the bottom of the double ups, and you actually have a better lineup than all of the None of you cashed in a double up, but you actually go 18-2, and two, and you actually make a ton of money. I mean, like, and even if and you have a poor lineup, maybe you do – win five of your head-to-heads out of 20. So you go five for 15. So you're not like, you're not losing all of your money. I think it's a better uh, evaluator of your skill. And, uh, and, it, and on DraftKings, especially where you get to limit your head-to-heads to just like one opponent. Like if you're in the, especially if you're in the low states, I can't play one to two, $3 head-to-heads. So you don't get to play against me or Empire Maker or, or Mangone or any, any, any of us. So, like, I don't think – if you're going to play $100 worth of volume and you're going to play cash games, I think the, the places that you put it are, like, the five, the big field single entry, $5, and then just create $21 double-ups. Create $22 double-ups. You'll see random people take your games, and if you want, you could block people so you would make sure you don't play them. But at the end of the day, like, you're playing the same guys in double-ups anyway. Let them auto-match. And play 20 and 40 and 60. You can play up to 50 at each level. I think that's that if you're trying to build the bankroll, you could get this very similar amount of ROI, like if you grade it over the course of a season from head to heads, as you could double ups. It's just a matter of you're not like doubling and then losing and then doubling and then losing. Like you, you could you win 62% of your head to heads, and it's like, okay, I made 18 bucks today, rather than like lose it all if you didn't make that line. Fair enough. Um... Yeah, I like it. I don't tend to play a ton of cash games outside of NASCAR and, you know, so. Um, Tournament I'm looking at, I'm going, you know, more mid-stakes today. Uh, I went really low yesterday. The 15K NBA Swish over there on FanDuel, it's a $50 single-entry tournament. Only 340 entries in this tournament. uh, Pays 23.5% of the field. First place is getting 13%. So, first place is going to make two grand. You know, when you're looking at it, it's, it pays out 80 spots and you're doubling your money, which we all love to do, um, min cash being 2x. So 
340 spots, uh, you know, it's one of those, you know, you don't have to have a perfect lineup to win a tournament, only 340 people. So you can go kind of chalkier and find maybe one or two tournament guys that you like to kind of make your lineup different. So really like that one over there on FanDuel. You can check that one out. And then the last one that we got here is your favorite over under on the slate. What do you got? Okay. I'm, 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 I'm changing that. Uh, we're going to do an over-under bet, Stevie. All right. Uh, over-under. Okay. You're going to have to be in Discord for the, to, to prove the bet. Uh, over-under how many minutes into the game it takes to tilt Jabari Parker. Um, I don't think uh, – I think we get people tilting at about three minutes. <laughs> That's where you're setting the over-under? No. no we okay. got we to set it. First – What's a so, fair one? Um, midway through the second quarter. Okay, mid. So, so six, he's already he's already did a rotation. Yep. Okay, so when he's about to return for his like second rotation. Yep, six minutes to go in the second quarter. Okay, so which one would you take? Would you take like before that or after that? Um, after I think Jabari Parker's gonna have a big game. Okay, so I know uh, I know the people in the Discord much better than you do. It's <laughs> obviously gonna be at least his first foul, like at three minutes into. I mean, it's it's gonna it's gonna be so. It's going to be so under that. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I got a crying baby. Do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, it's a four-game slate. If you're going to play large field GPPs, try to get weird. If not, and then the cash games, you're probably playing a lot of the first two games. All right. That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back talking some more basketball on Wednesday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.